Is your tummy quieting down there? <laughs> She's hungry. <laughs> Hello and welcome to your weekly roundup of all the latest news and ramble about the world of electric cars from the team at electrifying.com. This week, we have been driving cars with ridiculous names, cars with their indicators and the best cars in the world. Welcome to the Kilowatt Half Hour. I'm Ginny Buckley. Oh, I'm Nicola Hume. And I'm Mike Askew. <laughs> Take your time, Mike. <laughs> Did you struggle with your name there for a second? Because you are also known as Postman Mike now, Postman aren't you? Mike. Postman Mike. Postman Mike. Postman Mike. Are we allowed Postman... to sing it? I don't know if there's like copyright. Probably, things. but we probably mind. yeah. But, better but stop. Have, you don't have a black and white cat. He had a black and white cat. Postman Mike, and he's not on the bike because he drives a car. Oh, I think we. Oh, oh no, he's got it. Postman Mike, Why Postman Mike, Postman Mike, Candy's red and white fox. No, yeah, red, works. Red. Please cut this out. Please cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just. Should we get on and talk about cars? No. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been missing you guys. I haven't done a podcast in a bit. Well, we haven't done a podcast in a bit. So apologies for that. Well, we actually did do a podcast last week, but then the whole record just completely went wrong and we couldn't release it. That's what happened. So now here we are. Thanks to Riverside, (laughs) our podcast recording software for that one. It was a great podcast, wasn't it, Mike? It was really good. It's great. It's great. Good. Mike's really positive this morning. I know. Yeah, it's really nice. <laughs> I don't know if there's a really long delay on my line, but everyone, you seem to be, you know, seem to be pointing out that I'm being a bit slow this morning. But I'm seeing you in perfect time. But um, yeah, so if there's a bit of a delay, it sounds like I'm probably in a foreign uh, country okay. or something. But I'm not. All right. Come on then. What cars have we been driving with weird names? Um, with weird names. Well, it's over to you on that one, Mike. The weird named cars, isn't it? Really. Yeah, I've had a week with the um, smart hashtag one, um, which was great. I really enjoyed it. I wasn't expecting I'm I'm a diehard smart fanatic in so much as I've owned um, an original City Coupe since 2000. So I've had one for 23 years. So I was slightly sort of wary about um, the new one. But it's really good, apart from the daft name, which can we just point out that whenever we do a video about the hashtag one, we always get comments that say, you know, it's pronounced one, number one, hashtag means number one. Yes, we know that, but Mercedes and Smart, Mercedes and Smart insist that we call it the hashtag one. So we're going to stick with that. One. I don't know why they do that. It's nuts, isn't it? So can we just yeah? Can we just clear that for everyone now? We are simply doing what the brand has asked us to do. It is not it. the number one. It is the hashtag. End of. I know. I know. It doesn't make any sense because because you've been driving the ha- the hashtag one. And yep. then just gone up on our channel is Tom who drove the hashtag three. Yeah. Just call it just call it number or just don't even say the word number. But the, the hard part is in America, it's not known as a hashtag, it's known as a pound sign. So then is it like <laughs> smart pound sign one? Oh, well, hashtag's yeah. not known as hashtag in America. No, it's a pa- like the pound key. They call it the pound key or the pound sign. Oh. Yeah, maybe if there's anybody watching this podcast from America, you can just fill us on. But they're not—they're not on sale in America anyway, are they? Those cars. Uh, you've got me there. I don't think I so. Don't I think, think. The, the plan might be to have have I some don't... of them over there. Yeah, but I don't know. So they might need to rename them. Smart pound sign. Yeah. One. Okay. Um, <laughs> it, it is a silly name, though, isn't it? But other than that, what did you make of it? The hashtag one. I really liked it. It does feel like um, like a Mercedes Benz product, which it is because it's a joint venture with uh, with with Geely, um, and it, it yeah it does definitely feel the quality 
is is there. There are some bits it drives well. Mm-hmm. Um, the driving position is lovely. The quality feels good. There's some odd thing. The infotainment system. I think we we both kind of share this. It is there's too much on it basically. So um, for one example, when you're using CarPlay. It covers the whole screen, which it should, you know, but then getting back out of mm-hmm. CarPlay to then if you want to turn the temperature down by a degree or up or turn the heated seats on, you then got to do a lot of sort of flapping around and swiping and, and just minimizing and everything. And I think it just comes down to the, the old thing of not enough buttons and things in the car. So that was a little bit infuriating. Mm-hmm. The other thing that was slightly annoying was, um, you know, all cars look at you now as part of the driver monitoring um, system. Well, that's just just above the steering wheel. So when you were turning the wheel the spoke of the steering wheel would obviously cover where the camera was and of course the car got in such a flap at that point saying it couldn't see you so it's <laughs> binging and bonging saying you know driver awareness mm. driver monitor system blocked pay attention uh you know yes. so that was annoying I, I i did email smart after that and said look is that is this it is this normal you know can i only go in straight lines because on roundabouts it was just binging and bonging all the time apparently it's something that's going to try to be dialed out in a future over the air update but okay well, but that's the same not, thing in the you've got the same thing in the the bz4x with the little the little mm. sensor on the top to make sure you're always looking at the road because i'm i am that person that if i'm doing a really long journey i will occasionally go with my hand on the top of the steering wheel mm. and it it ends up blocking your face mm. and then the car just bongs the whole entire time and it gets very irritating yeah and it also kind of knows where because I, I was a long I was a junction i was trying to pull out of and it just took, took forever because there were so many cars so my head was like tilted at, you know 90 degrees to look out the side window to see what the cars were coming and the monitor panicked at that point because it couldn't see my face and and just kept saying pay attention pay attention even though i was just you know i was paying very good attention to what was coming down the side road so i could pull out safely so i mean i dare say these things will get uh you know tweaked they'll calm down or tweaks and, and everything but man alive it's annoying at the moment so it was um yeah that was probably the most annoying thing but the rest of the car lovely i thought it was, it was really good i mean there are bits of it that that, that i prefer, sort of prefer over an, an ex30 i think the x 30 is a better car overall but certainly some of the, the the driving position and i think that for people who find the ex30 a little bit too austere inside a little bit too clinical i think the smart could be perfect for them yeah well we are talking about the smart can we talk yes. about um, Tom's review yes. of the hashtag three because to open the boot, <laughs> to open the boot, I'm <laughs> just going to say it. To open the boot, you have to put your finger in the a hole. <laughs> That's what you have to do. <laughs> Did I say it right at the wrong time? Adrian? It says smart at the back of the car. So to open yeah. the boot, is you have to press inside the A. And okay. I'm so gutted that Tom missed out on that joke while reviewing that car. We, we can have to we can finger in the a hole to open the boot. We make a promise now that when we get the car into review here in the UK, you you can have it, so you can make that joke. Yes, definitely. Thank you. Um, so yeah, to so the this, the the hashtag was definitely one of the cars that we considered for our car of the year, yeah. um, wasn't it, Mike? And in the end, we did settle on the EX30. <laughs> Um, and for very good reasons. It is, it's so. a great package. It's yeah. a fantastic all-round package. Um, I think there was quite a lot of disagreement on the team about, you know, but I think in the end we all came down to that one. It was just the one that stood out. And it's interesting because one of the things that I have been doing while I wasn't here was off in Los Angeles. Sorry. It's a tough life. Sorry. But you can talk. You've been to Vegas. Yeah. Well, yes, I have. Okay. <laughs> Mike's, poor Mike's been driving the desk. I, al- I almost went to Munich. 
Oh yeah, almost, oh, yeah, yeah. but didn't quite make it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll come back to that. So I was out there for um, World Car of the Year driving, which happens every year, which is always really interesting because, of course, the jurors are from all over the world. Mm. So a lot of the cars, particularly the electric cars, are actually quite new to quite a lot of the jurors, and it does make me realise that we're so negative about EV, and you know we look at a lot of the issues here. But actually, we're so far advanced when you look at it from a global perspective, both in terms of sales and the number of great cars there are, and just how much people are embracing them. Because literally, some of those jurors, you know, the only time they'll get in electric cars is when they can come out to the World Car of the Year testing, which is quite interesting. Yeah, it's because the markets are just developing at different times. But I think the cars out there that was interesting that um, EV9, which is another of our winners actually look great on American roads Mm. because it doesn't look big over there. It actually looks quite big in Europe, but of course... It, you know, it's quite small comparison to everything else that's on the road. So I spotted um, it's now in uh, showrooms that you yeah. so you can go and have a proper look around one if you haven't seen one in person. I'm really impressed with that car a yeah. lot. In particular, you know how so often in seven seaters, the further back in the in in the car you get, that you, you, the quality gets a bit rubbish mm. and there's not much space, and mm. that back row is like nobody wants to sit in that for a long journey. I think they've done a really good job of keeping the quality up inside, yeah. right into the back. Yeah. So yeah, that. So anyway, so it'll be interesting. So there's a shortlist for World Car comes out in January, and then the winners are announced. Uh, it's just uh, I think Easter, just before Easter. Oh, so nice, that'll be interesting. So yeah, so that was me. That was uh, my my other couple of weeks. What else has been going on whilst I've been away? Uh, there's been lo- oh, can I talk about? Um, I had a smug moment this week. Really smug moment this week. So I've been driving around in the Genesis GV60. I've got it for six months. I'm now, what, three months in? Two, three months in? Um, And there is a real nice smug moment that you have whenever you are driving an electric car, right? So I've pulled up at traffic lights. And then alongside me is a group of lads in a Golf GTI. And they've done the classic thing of pulling up alongside an electric car. They're looking at me and they are revving the car. Just revving, smiling, looking at me. So I looked at them and just had a moment of... All right, fine. Foolish. Uh, you want to do this? That's fine. So naturally, turned off my regen braking, put it in sport mode and just looked at them. <laughs> and, then, and then the lights went and I was gone. Then they were in my rear view mirror. And it was a really wonderful moment. And I tweeted it, right? And some of the comments are just amazing because <laughs> it absolutely exploded this thing because of all the other EV drivers that are just absolutely loving it. And some of the tweets were like, oh, I managed to do it to uh, a Porsche 911 while I was driving around in my uh, Ionic 5. And then there was a reply that was one of my favorite. Um, I love doing that. First time was a Mark 1. I was in a Mark 1 Leaf against a loud Dodge no. Viper. <laughs> managed to beat a Dodge Viper. That's amazing. That's one of the smug, lovely feelings about driving an EV. It's I my Skoda Enyaq, which sadly I said goodbye to uh, last week. Um, I used to love doing that in the Enyaq because it's just such an unlikely car to do that in. Yeah, you know they'd be like, you know, they're at the traffic lights. You know, not that they were even looking at me because it's not a particularly flash car. But you'd see whatever it was, you know, the BMW M in the outside lane yeah. ready to go, and I'd just be like, very quietly, okay, not even trying that hard. So bye, see you That's later, nice. bye. Do you I, indulge I'm, I'm, in such silly pastimes, Michael? No, no, I'm above all that kind of thing. Of course I am. Um, but uh, did you see... No, <laughs> you're a liar. <laughs> um, did you see um, the Tesla Cybertruck um, drag race video? I think Tesla sort of sneaked it out just before. It's very clever because um, they, it's a Cybertruck against a Porsche 911 on a drag strip. It's very cleverly filmed. 
because of the yeah the the cyber truck is ahead of the 911 which you know is impressive enough at the time and then it pans out and you realize that the cyber truck is actually towing another 911 behind it on a trailer and still beats the 911 on its own so i haven't seen you know, that have you not no oh, i haven't seen it no it's <laughs> it's really uh, you know it's a clever i mean you know love or hate tesla you know the stuff like that just makes you think i mean when i, I was on my haircut and the bloke is you're not really into electric cars at all, at all but he said is that real that can't be real can it and i said well yeah i think it is i don't you know you can fake certain things but i don't think you'd ever get away with faking that but um yeah and you look at the figures and the no that was real talk figures yeah it was 100 percent real so yeah that was um that so <laughs> if you want to try that again nicola when we obviously if you know if you get a cyber truck in the UK, and you get the same thing, okay. and um, that's that's the car to do it in for sure. Sure, and just okay. make sure you're actually towing a 911 as well. You know, like because you always have one. Just to I've always got one. Always yeah. got one. Always got my 911. Yes, let's, let's move on. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, while we're on Tesla, we should cool. talk about with the car we had in, and you two drove and fell out. About. We all had the same thought there. Well done. Tim. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we did a, a test, which is uh, the the Tesla, the new revised Tesla against the BYD seal. And that genuinely is coming to the channel later this week. And apologies, <laughs> I don't have this, this name from comments, but somebody has very quite rightly messaged in to say, I know it's not part of, my, of, of Mike's post bank, uh, postman Mike, but um, it's just on this subject of videos. You mentioned a video and I've been looking and it's still not live. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Poor Manos has been very, very busy. So busy. So busy. Manos is our, our long-suffering head of production. Mm. So that video is coming and I whilst there was a chatting i'll look in the schedule and i'll tell you and it was, oh, it, was it kona was, it was the kona the it was one me you and nikki did it's the kona the can't remember the car well, there, there was one that's, that's, that's the hashtag there's one there's another one that me and nikki did it was the hashtag the, one and the kia nero the nero yeah. Yeah. and the mg4 correct is that right mike no he's talking yes. about the kona the message was about the Kona versus the Nero was that it? I did with Nikki. I'm so busy, I can't remember what cars we've, we've, we've reviewed and Which... filmed with recently. Anyway, that video is coming soon, and I'm sorry, there has been a backlog because we've just been filming so much stuff. Yeah. So it is coming. Uh, and yes, we will. Um, but the one that's definitely coming this week is the Tesla and the BYD, and let's talk about that now. Well, me and Ginny had quite a big um, disagreement on it because um, she's not happy about the indicators. Not happy at all. You were fuming. Look, you, at the moment you got out of the car, you went, no, no. You have <laughs> you've changed your tune. This is like revisionist history, folks. Actually, literally in action. You didn't like them because Manos said to me, that's exactly the reaction in his Greek accent. That's exactly the reaction Nicola had. And then you were like, oh, I don't mind them so much now. Yes. Okay. So what happened was I sat in the car and I instantly hated it. Instantly. And I went, this is ridiculous because I kept trying to flap the indicator and it wasn't there. And then... And then after about five minutes, I went, oh, well, you just press the button. That's okay. easy. I'm used to it now. That's fine. You'll get used to that. <laughs> okay. So going back to the comment that Mike made yeah. earlier about the hashtag and its its camera and the steering wheel. Yeah. The, those things are ridiculous because, so around here where uh, we're filming near my house and there's lots of little country roads and sharp lefts and then a right. You turn left. And yeah. then if you need to do another sharp right, your hands are upside down. So you, you'd like, what, which way do I press the button? You can't indicate. 
that car has been designed with America in mind, where they drive for a very long time in very straight roads, mm. and then there are junctions, and they literally turn left or right. It has not been designed for roads in the UK where you might do shot left, shot right, because literally the steering wheel was upside down and I couldn't indicate. Yeah, see, I had a couple of those moments where the steering wheel was upside you down. Just don't and care. then I thought, well, I'll just press the opposite one. But I couldn't figure out which was the opposite one. You just, you just figure out, oh, the steering wheel's upside down. She's, I want to turn left, so I'm going to press right. You've changed your tune. You've massively changed your tune. The other thing that's really crap about the car as well is, <laughs> sorry, Tesla. And I really love the Model 3, actually. There's a lot I love about it. Um, I just can't deal with the gear selector being a swipe oh, function. No, I like that. You didn't like go. that last week. I, did, I did like that last week. <laughs> so, so it's... I'm not normally a fan of touchscreen stuff, but I don't mind the whole you swipe up to go forward, swipe down to go backwards. It's very easy. I think it's just taking cost cutting to another level. Yeah. I really do. I don't like either of those two things. On the plus side, it's definitely a step up in inside, isn't it? Quality feels yes. definitely quality feels better. In, yes. In comparison, you know, in comparison to what it was like before. Yeah. But it's um but in comparison to the BYD, it was interesting because yes. That was my first time driving the, the BYD seal, and I was very impressed by it. Yeah. Very. But, but also, the indicators are on the wrong side in that car. <laughs> I know. The indicators yeah, are on like, you, you That's going right to switch, hand. isn't it? They're the going to switch that for production, I think. Are they for, it better, because I didn't yeah. like that. It, it, it did, that bothered me far less. I got used to that in about five minutes, but that bothered me far less than having to be upside down and trying to figure out how I press the button to turn left or right. <laughs> Although I'd have got to say, when the seal went back and I got back into the car, the current car that I've got, and the indicators were back on the left-hand side, I did keep putting the windscreen wipers yeah, on see, for a while. I know, see, I know. Yeah. I, you, you haven't seen the Model 3 yet, have you, Mike? You couldn't make it up that Friday when we had it. No, I haven't I haven't driven it. There's, there's, there's one road that we've got a Tesla dealership near to us, so there's one that's still doing the rounds here. So I've seen it on the road, but um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not I'm really keen to drive it when, it, when, uh, when we get one in for a slightly longer time. I know we only had that one in for... A few days, didn't we? But um, yeah, I'm keen to know what, how that works. Well, because, should because... we park this argument? Yes. Yeah, should we I can park what? this disagreement now? You can be adjudicator when okay. you've driven it, yeah? I can be the Shirley Ballas of the team. I can be the judge with a casting vote. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> so I don't, I, yeah, what else should we talk about? Anything? Oh, uh, you've done your... What else has been going on? What Mike, else what else has been going on with you? Have you got any... I feel like you've not got enough to drive at the moment, Mike. You've, you, I know. Well, how's I... your ionic holding up? It's it's really good actually, and it's it, the cold weather's given me a chance to try out um, something on it, which is a bit anoraki, but it, it actually makes a huge difference. And earlier this year, they uh, Hyundai added um, battery preconditioning to um, you could retrofit it to existing yeah. cars that had battery heating, um, and it's different to the preconditioning in terms of warming your seats up in your car and you get in. It's it's battery preconditioning. Tesla owners will be used to this, uh, and Mercedes owners to a degree. You can, if you set the uh, destination as your rapid charger, um, the battery pack will heat up um, so it's ex ready to accept a really fast charge. I was a bit sort of skeptical how this would work, but um, I, just before, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I just had exactly the same scenario as I'd had a year ago when I ended up at an Instavolt and got 30 kilowatts and it was freezing cold, it was miserable, it was long, slow charge. Oh. This time I put the preconditioning battery thing on, you get a little, little symbol on the battery saying it's heating up as I got near to it, so I knew it was working. Plugged it straight in, bang, 120 kilowatts, full speed. Um, oh, and I've done, I've done it again since. And, it, and I think this really is kind of a misunderstood thing. And you and I, you know, we've all put things on the message group. When you had that buzz mm -hmm. 
at Christmas last year, I think, Jenny, you had got really slow charging speeds out of it because it was it was really it was bone chillingly yeah. cold at the time, wasn't it? So and it was almost certainly yeah. the car's yeah, fault rather than the charger. So and I know Volkswagen have, have added preconditioning to the new Enyaq and to the new ID three and everything. And you can do it with a button as well. So you haven't got to go through the faff of doing it through setting a, a destination through through the car's nav. So and that's really kind of it's sun has sneaked in, but it's it's a real game changer in terms of getting the speeds that you want it's reliably. Yeah. Um, so hopefully yeah. they'll they'll sort of get integrated a little bit more into, and there'll be big better understanding with owners in terms of how to get those sort of fast speeds out of things. But yeah, that's so yeah, I've been chuffed with how that's worked. Yeah. I think for me the biggest issue with battery preconditioning. So I've just got my a new long term, which is a BMW i5, which is very nice. Obviously, huge amounts of tech on that, and it's got battery um, preconditioning. Mm. You've got to be using their system, you know, the, yes. the entertainment system yeah. in yeah. the car, the yeah. nav. And then, you, uh, and, and again, similar thing. I had to go to Manchester for the day yesterday for a meeting. So it was a long drive up. <laughs> Managed to get to the, the Trafford Centre in Manchester, which if anybody doesn't know that, it's a brilliant yeah. spot for charging because there's a whole bank of unlocked Tesla superchargers there. Oh, um, yeah. nice. And, and I had actually put it in. I remembered just like yeah. at the last minute, I was in like... The, literally do it as coming down the m6 and it was fantastic and i and i charged really quickly there because it was already but i don't really want to use it as great as the tech is on that car i still want to use carplay yeah and i just really yeah. wish there was some option a simple thing like a button on the steering wheel yeah. that you can just press to say to precondition i'm coming up to where yeah. i want to charge let yeah. let us make the decision you know, and often yeah. it can be that you might have regular chargers that you know. You know, I don't want to have to put that in the sat nav all the time anyway. So I think that I think car makers need to make that a lot more intuitive and easy to use. The way that car now also has got, you know, all the bings and bongs now you've got for um, that are legal, that is a legal requirement on cars if you exceed the speed limit. Yeah. But even like you're going one mile over and it, it, it gets a little tiresome. You can now really easily on that, there's a button on the steering wheel that you can turn it off and yeah. then back on the motorway, I popped it back on because it's just really handy reminder for longer drives. Yeah. But I think they need something like that. What do you reckon, Mike? But that's, that would be a game changer for me. I think it would. And I think it's a real shame that you can't use both. Um, I thought it was just an anomaly of the Ionic, but it turns out it isn't on every other car. If you use CarPlay and then you use the inbuilt now, one cancels the, each other, the other one out. And the, the Hyundai one, yeah. it's effective, but it, man, it's hideous to use. It's horrible. I mean, it kind of does the job, gets you there. and It's not lost me, but it's, if you look, there's about 15 bits of information on the screen, all in different typefaces, all in different sizes. It's a, it's a sort of visual nightmare, really. But I mean, it does get you there. It'd be really handy if it was just a button in the infotainment system, on the dashboard, press it. We can we can be trusted with that sort of thing, car makers. We we know what it is. It doesn't need to be sort of tied into something else. Yeah, Let, let's put this out there to everybody. What thing would you like to see on electric cars in the future that would be a game changer for you? Yeah. So for me, it's definitely the preconditioning button. I would like yeah. that. That would make a massive. That difference. would make a massive difference. Let us know in the comments below if you have anything that would be a complete game changer can't think of anything else off the top of my head you will do you will do for the next pod yeah and did you see how that's very nicely segued me into you can tell i used to be a radio dj postman mike postman mike postman mike postman mike and his we'll think of something better for the next time yeah something that rhymes with mike <laughs> postman mike on his electric bike do you I've drive it do you ride bike. an electric bike 
I've got an electric bike, yeah. Oh, well, there we go. Postman Mike, Postman Mike, Postman Mike, his electric bike. I'm really hoping that's a copyright claim <laughs> and that'll get removed. Stop the- podcast recording. <laughs> Sorry, Karen. Ho- Let's get I'm- the post bag open. Is it the Christmas ho- post bag? I'm hoping there's a copyright strike against that song so that'll get deleted from the final version when it goes <laughs> onto YouTube. So, um, Yeah, I've got the post bag. Here it is. Look, look as look prop. Post- yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Which will be nothing to do if you're listening on a pop- on. proper podcast app. Um, uh, yes, a few comments from the last ones. Um, yeah, Nicola for those who weren't listening, that was basically a black bin bag. Oh, sorry, for those that weren't listening, that was basically a black a black carpet bin bag, just, you know. Well, I weren't watching, but yes, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, Nicola comes in for a couple yes. of things on 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 the podcast. Um, Nicola, you famously got a speeding ticket. What was it, the Corsa International Drive you got it on? I can't remember now. Uh, yep. Yeah, it was the Corsa, yeah. No. Yeah, was it? Well, obviously. Was you, you had your face, your drive. Your, it, it was something slow. We, <laughs> but I still managed I, to get done speeding. It was, the, um, it was the course, it was wasn't the course, it? Yeah. Preempt this by saying we don't con- we don't condone um, law breaking or speeding. But um, somebody said Russell um, Gilchrist um, on YouTube says Nicola, are you going to put the speeding ticket down to expenses as it was part of the job, or you were just testing it? I'd like to see how that's going to fly with Ben, who signs off our expenses. I imagine you probably won't get away with that. Ben, you owe me twenty quid. Thank you. I'll add it to the invoice. <laughs> And the other one says, hey, Nicola, um, this is this to- Tobore uh, or Tobori. Um, hey, Nicola, it's 2023. Time to give your webcam a little makeover. They're, they're, they're not happy with the resolution of your webcam. They're quite happy with me, Tom and Ginny's webcam, even though we've got the same ones, but they want you in HD. We literally have exactly the same it's, laptop. It is the same. There is no yeah. difference whatsoever. So it can't it's, possibly. It's only ever you. Well, I'm on at the moment as we're recording this. I'm on Ginny's laptop. So what I'll do is I'll just give my I'll give my camera a little clean next time. I, I feel like so there's a lot of chaos suddenly here, and I feel like I need to show you all what's happening. So midway through Postman Mike's post bag, we've been joined by. Come and say hello yeah. to. First of all, look who's joined we've us. We've had a delivery of party rings. Party rings. We've got okay. Manos. This is Manos. Have you ever met Manos before? Yeah, <laughs> and then this is another familiar face. This is Bash. You haven't met me before either. Hi, Bash. You've been on a podcast. You've been on. We're recording videos today, heading your way soon. So sorry. Let's carry on. So Mike, sorry. Back to the back to the post bag. Where were we? Uh, well, as you know from the previous time, uh, Tom said he's thinking about parting company with with the leaf with his leaf after you know nearly a decade mm-hmm. with it. So he's considering uh, looking at the various cheap uh, lease deals that are on offer, and quite a few people have said yes. Um, Citroen EC4 coming in for a lot of love. A couple of people have managed to pick those up. Um, mm-hmm. On cheap lease, Mike Davis um, had an EC4 for a year. He loves it. He tried a Peugeot, Vauxhall, Renault, MG, and ended up choosing the EC4. He's really happy with that. Um, uh, Polly518 on uh, YouTube also said bought an EC4X, £197 a month. Ah. Crazy, isn't it? Good price. Very happy. Bargain, really good. Yeah. Good Indeed. price. Yep. Um, and some general feedback. Um, Nicola, you remember you went and drove that? E208, which was a sort of yellow, but was it green? Was it green? Was it yellow? Um, and we spoke briefly oh, about... Oh, yeah, it was called a Guida yellow. A Guida yellow, but it um, often uh, when car manufacturers have that kind of greeny yellow colour, they end up calling it yellow because green is considered to be a very unlucky colour 
in other markets. Um, and Alistair L wrote in and said, um, "Good, um, oh, sorry, Jude Brown messaged in and said, um, and it's, it's, this story sounds a little bit bleak to start with, but it does get better at the end. He said, and my dad drove a car for over six decades and had three serious accidents, all of which nearly killed him. It does get lighter. Um, none of it was through his fault. Every time he was in... <laughs> God. Every, every time he was in a green car so much as uh much as jude uh likes the green car she's never been able to bring herself to buy one so there you go so yeah some people are very superstitious about I don't colors. think you can blame that on the color babe no i don't think you can blame that i think you can probably blame that on just just bad driving potentially rather than <laughs> the color of the car so. <laughs> and finally um alistair L. british racing <laughs> green isn't a classic for a reason it's, like, it's a classic for a reason do you know what i mean British racing yeah. green because the best drivers drive in a green car. Indeed, indeed. And finally, um, Alistair L said, uh, "Good episode again." So, uh, thank you very much, Alistair. Um, he's he's interested here about the ID three um, software. He's had an ID three. He's tried other cars, but he's he's like me. He's part of the uh, signed up member of the Lanky Leg Tour Club, and he finds the ID three to be perfect. <laughs> um, so yeah. So um, and uh, yeah, yeah. So that's that's basically the post bag. For this week so but if you want to get a mention on on the podcast and you've got anything if anything we've said you agree with or disagree with please let us know in the comments below on youtube absolutely you probably be disagreeing and don't forget to let us know the thing that would be game changing for oh, yeah. you thanks postman mike thanks postman mike should we we won't sing the song again we won't do that to Thank you, you all i think that's probably just i might much. do it if no 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 let's not do it no and no and you've been good with no jokes this week as well right then on that note i think our kilowatt half hour is drawing to a close so has it officially been half an hour have we hit half an hour possibly yeah we, we, had, we sure. had to stop for a couple of edits along the way so i think we're there ish i think we're, we're, we're almost there yeah. manos is now lugging in loads of heavy equipment and making loads of noise so i think it's time for us to sign off and say goodbye from this episode if you aren't already, do subscribe to the channel and follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to and leave a comment and recommend it because it really does make a difference. Yes, it really does. Thank you very yep. much. But from all of us now, goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>